Organizations are required to embark on the journey of poppy compliance. This comes with a host of different struggles. So, what are the solutions? This is Stuff Employers Should Know. Welcome to Stuff Employers Should Know, proudly brought to you by LabourNet, management's ultimate HR solution. Hey, it's Yasser Yaslakar Ismail, audio producer and a part-time host when Mr. BGD isn't here. Welcome to another episode of Stuff Employers Should Know. Today I'm joined in studio by our team of information compliance experts, and they'll be taking us through the struggles and solutions when it comes to Poppy. Hi, I'm Samantha Walker, the National Information Compliance Manager here at LabourNet, and joining me in studio today to discuss the solutions and struggles of Poppy is two of my team members. Hi, my name's Yimna Dalit, and I'm an Information Compliance Team Leader at LabourNet. Hi, everybody. My name is James Bradnick, and I'm also an Information Compliance Team Lead here at LabourNet. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I'm actually quite excited for this topic. It's more of a practical side than what we've previously discussed in our uh, podcasts here at Stuff Employers Should Know. And it's really now that Poppy has been around for over a year, you know, it's ready to enforce, fines can happen at any time. We're really seeing different problems coming out from our clients. Um, James, from your perspective, what is something that your clients are really struggling with on their Poppy compliance journey at the moment? I think, you know, being a South African and the way we are, we're very set in our ways. It's very, very difficult to adopt a new way and a new form of of operations within a, a business, specifically a small business when it's, when, you know, it's, everyone's very down to the T on how they want to do things. So it, that's something that, that comes up quite a bit is, you know, like how big is of a change in the organization are we going to have to make here in order to make our compliance a thing within the company? And I think the most important thing to remember with this is what a policy is there for. A policy is there just to enforce something. You have something as a, as a business owner to enforce within a company. Majority of our policies that we implement are, are in fact standard practice. Majority of my, our clients are doing what our policies are asking them to do already. It's just not in writing. So by adjusting a few little ways and a few procedures on how just very small things are dealt with in a, in a business we all of a sudden are, are, we have policies to enforce and we're following a, a good cycle with, with our poppy compliance and how we're processing data and personal information. I completely agree. And I think you, you've touched on, on the aspect that really most of uh, clients that I've been working with as well is concerned about. And it's really this formalization of um, data procedures within organizations. As you've mentioned, most of our larger clients were ready had best practice in place. This is just formalizing it so that we can comply with the legislation and then uh, possibly enforce disciplinaries down the line. However, there's also a faction of our clients, though, that are very surprised by best practice and they are going to have the biggest changes. I think it's, you know, businesses that have started off on the incorrect foot from the start and have grown in, in that kind of way. So now all of a sudden, to, to have this big change of, you know, we have to retain documents for a certain period of time and then we have to destroy them after that. It, it can be a little bit much, but, you know, if you're working with a consultant that's willing to deal with every little bit of it and hold your hand through that whole, that whole process, it becomes a lot easier. It's really not as daunting as, as many people feel that it is. Any advice you can give to our listeners if they're a little bit worried about the whole formalization and really taking this forward? Anything you could uh, give them to make the journey a little bit easier? Express your concerns with one of the consultants. 
chat to them about it and, and ask the consultant to kind of run you through not necessarily just the procedure, but why the procedure is being in place. I think as soon as you take into consideration why we need to follow those processes and those steps, it's a lot easier to to kind of implement it because we can say, okay, cool, we actually, it, we should be doing this, whether it's poppies around or not, because of X, Y, and Z. Here's the reasons why. 100%. I think um, without poppy being here, I would still recommend um, proper data procedures to be in line with internet national best practice. Data is the new oil. We have to protect it. We have to have things in place for it. So now we've touched on the formalization. And one of those aspects is really once we formalize a policy, if they breached, we can really move into disciplinary hearings. So Yumna, can you maybe speak to us? What are some of the struggles our clients are having with getting their staff on board or things they should necessarily watch out for? Well, Sam, you know, um, getting staff on board is one of the biggest ways to actually help your company adapt and ensure that compliance happens all the way down from management right down to your blue collar workers, your factory workers. And it's really all about training. And when we speak about training, a lot of people think that oh, it's a once off approach. We can just let them know what they need to do when we're done. But that's not it. There needs to be awareness around Poppy itself. People need to understand why it's there, what we're trying to achieve with the act itself, not just as a company. And then from there, really simmer down into based on the act, this is what we're doing within our company. And this is why it's going to help us be compliant. And if we can have that awareness training, and not just at the beginning, not just when you implement, but have it continuously remind your employees that this is what's expected of them. And at the same time, remind them of the consequences that actually come with not complying with the rules. Because ultimately, what having policies in place, as my colleague said, all of those really puts the standards in place within a company that needs to be followed by employees. And when they don't follow those standards, don't follow the rules, when they've been made aware continuously, that can ultimately lead to disciplinary action. And it's important that we take that disciplinary action because a small breach from an employee could lead to a massive data breach and massive consequences within a company. I think what you've touched on now with the disciplinary action is something that um, our clients, whether they're employers or employees, really need to understand. Poppy is not a joke. It, it is serious. So if these policies are breached, you could necessarily be dismissed for doing that. So we're not only looking at what you have to do in your job now. There's an extra layer required from every employee in this country in order to protect Poppy. And what employees need to be careful of here is the volume of policies that is going to come. A lot of changes have happened with Poppy. Um, James, maybe you want to speak to us about how um, much, you know, we really look at what is the volume? How can that be easier for clients and necessarily maybe employees? How do they they really ensure that they're complying with those? So this is, in fact, a topic uh, and discussion that I've had with a few of our clients is, you know, why is there so many different policies that we're trying to implement into the organization? Um, can't we just, you know, put them all together and do one or two policies? And the thing, the truth is we can. We can do that. But there's reasons why we don't like doing that. So, like, let's say, for example, we look at phase one, which is where we tackle consent uh, with, with our different kind of um, – uh, personal information inputs that we deal with, such as you know suppliers, uh, contractors, employees, uh, clients, etc. There's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's eight different agreements that we tackle in that phase. Uh, those we cannot combine. Those we have to keep them as individuals, and we need to tackle all the different individual parties that we are dealing with in our organization. The 
you know, there are justifications, as we've mentioned in other podcasts as well, that we can deal with, but we're very consent-driven at Labourness, and the main reason for that is it's, if you've got consent, you don't need to prove anything. If you're using a justification, you need to still prove as to why you're using that justification. It, it's, it just, it's, it complicates the whole situation, whereas if we just have consent, it flows over, it breezes over, and it's nice and easy. We know that we are covered. In terms of the policies, like, let's say we're tackling phase two, which is where we mainly deal with our organizational policies of how we deal with physical hard copy documents, how we have control and govern access to certain portions of the building, et cetera, et cetera. We can combine all of those policies into an organizational policy or an organizational document protection policy, sure. The thing is, Poppy is very new and there's still going to be a whole lot of updates that are going to come out. And due to the fact that it is a principle-based legislation, as soon as more guidance notes come out on how to tackle certain portions of, of certain sections of policies that we are implementing, it's going to complicate updating policies within the organization because now we've got version two of our organizational policy, but we've only updated one section. So in one year, we could be dealing with 17 different updates to just one single policy. It's going to be extremely difficult to track which sections have been updated to train on that section of that policy. Whereas if we keep them separated and we need to just make a small update to the password policy, we just pull up the password policy for a quick training session. We can train all the employees that this is what we have changed in this one policy. Does everyone acknowledge that? Everyone happy? Cool. Moving on. Let's carry on with our day. It's much easier and it streamlines the process a lot more to, to kind of just keep it spread out into multiple policies. The management of the policies is way easier. Uh, I think policy management, particularly in the poppy space, is extremely important. Um, you, you've mentioned we're going to have legislation changes. Guidance notes are coming. So those updates, we need to track them. We need to have version control. Otherwise, we are going to struggle with what exactly our employees need to be complying with. And then you're going to battle if there is any disciplinary action or it goes to the CCMA or Labor Court, you're going to struggle with what version to put before those forums so that um, they actually know what to judge those employees off of. We often get these complaints of the volumes of policies and, you know, a client may have 24,000 employees to send that out to. However, continuous policy training is a good practice. So in any event, as you're updating, you have to retrain. And if you want your staff to, to really comply with your policies, it needs to be refreshed continuously. So also don't just implement these policies and stick them in a cupboard. You need to live these policies. Policies dictates procedures and standards. We need to live by them every day because the moment those standards start slipping, that's when we're going to see clients go into a non-compliance state, which is obviously very, very serious and actually brings me nicely to my next question. Yumna, speak to us about the seriousness of Poppy because I think um, from my perspective, a lot of people I'm speaking to, it's really a joke to them. No one wants to deal with it. They're not understanding really the consequences of it. So maybe if you can touch on that for us. Sure, Sam. You know, I actually saw a quote the other day and it said, if people don't buy into the challenge, they won't buy into the solution. And I think that's a massive issue that we're having with Poppy is that people have seen it as just legislation that's come in. And if we're not compliant, these are the consequences. But it's so much more than that. Um, I mean, people are afraid of Poppy. And I guess that's why everybody's ran to comply, because we know that there's administrative fines, um, you know, there's criminal sanctions ahead for non-compliance. But it is so much more 
than that. And yes, there are policies that we need to put into place, but there is a seriousness aspect that that just comes with Poppy itself coming into place. It's because we've seen these changes happening around us. Um, There's continuously massive uh, technological advancements. People are finding new ways to scam people or to hack people. So when we talk about putting these policies in place, And it's something I think a lot of people don't consider. Our policies are not just there to protect personal information. Yes, it's what we do in terms of poppy compliance, but it protects so much more. It's when you're a car company and your blueprints are kept in an office somewhere. How do you know who has access to it? Do you even know who has access to it? So people don't realize we're not just trying to focus on, you know, let's just get compliance so we don't get it a fine. It's not about that. It's also to stop the business from suffering massive consequences. For example, um, if all of your data gets encrypted, what are you going to do? Your day-to-day management of your business you know, goes to the ground. What do you do? You can't access your files. You can't access your employee records. And that's going to put a full stop on business. And what happens there? Profits get lost. Eventually, when you have to report that data breach, it's reputational damage. So people think that this is just a compliance thing. And if we don't comply, we're going to be in trouble. But it really is so much more and so much more serious than that. And I think something that uh, we need to start understanding is data protection is not this foreign concept. It is part of your good governance of your company. Without good data protection, you're going to go nowhere because you're going to continuously be subjected to fines or reputational damage or anything like that. So it's extremely important to get it right for the sustainability of your business as well. I think currently my LinkedIn title is data protection and information compliance is not just a phase, it's the future of your business. And that's particularly important, specifically in this new age where we're operating almost completely online. Um, we're an online team ourselves. We don't even need to be in the office with each other. And we are fully working and fully functional. And that could potentially expose us to even more dangers, such as hacking. Um, you, you mentioned an example where your data could be encrypted. And in fact, I got a phone call yesterday um, from someone asking me if I know anyone who can try and encrypt their data because they suffered a hack, it was encrypted, and they were demanding Bitcoin. This client then went and got quotes to unencrypt that data, and the cheapest quote is a million rand. The company only turns 300,000 rand a year. So immediately we can see this massive issue. So we then obviously clearly need to focus on this IT aspect, specifically in this new day and age. James, do you want to maybe take us through why IT is so important in terms of Poppy? I love the fact that you asked me this. This is something that I'm very um, passionate about, and I feel that it is the future and where we're going forward with, uh, with Poppy and with data protection in general. If you're a business owner currently, and you look at all of your data that you are currently holding for your business, I can guarantee you it's either on a server, a cloud, or a hard drive or on your computer. It is a digital copy of that information. Very, very few people are still working with hard copy documents and and filing invoices. We might still do that, but we will still most definitely take a copy of it and save it somewhere on some form of drive because it's much easier. You can fly out to England with your phone and still access any of that information very, very quickly and easily. So that is where we are definitely going. And it's definitely at LabourNet where we are focused with the product on on protecting the most. Because if your digital information, your digital data that you are storing is not protected, it's also the easiest way for hackers to obtain it. 
And because of the Poppy Act coming into play and GDPR and data protection in general, data has now become an asset. It's become valuable. And the more strict everyone gets with information, the more valuable that information becomes. Um, and the more valuable it becomes to the individuals as well. You're, you're, as, as a business owner, that, that information is, is your business, essentially. Your clients are your business. Um, so by protecting that information uh, internally and ensuring that you have the correct firewalls, antiviruses, and uh, et cetera, server protection, encryption, all of that implemented, and the more we protect information in general, the more valuable it becomes. So information now is becoming more and more valuable and more and more people want it because they can sell it for more. You know, we've got call centers that are not perfectly legal that would pay big money for that information. I think um, exactly what you've just said about data being a valuable asset, that is what everyone needs to understand. And I mentioned earlier, data is the new oil um, and it really, really is. What we need to, to really comprehend and what I often hear from clients is they say to me, my data is not valuable. Who's going to want my data? And the problem is, is your data may not be valuable to me necessarily, but it's valuable to you. And that is why hackers come for your data, because they know you need your data to operate. They know you need to protect your data because you, you need obviously to run your business and to protect your reputation. If your data wasn't valuable to you, no one would be hacking anyone. If you look, they don't do anything with your data. They threaten to expose the data. That is what these big hackers do. So they know it's valuable to you. So the more you can protect your data in this area, the less um, data breaches, for example, you may necessarily suffer down the line. We have touched on data breaches uh, before in podcasts. I believe me and Chanel discussed it in our last one. However, what is the importance now of linking IT to these data breaches. Is there any correlation here? Now that Poppy has become a thing, there's now fines, there's now there's consequences for not following the correct um, practices in terms of protecting information, which once again pushes the value of that information up even more because now you're trying to avoid not only reputation but also fines and, and actual consequences for the company. So the best way for a hacker to kind of threaten a company by using, you know, fines and, and uh, different regulations in order to get money out of you is to threaten you with a data breach. We can expose all of your information. We have got hold of all of your information and we can expose how you haven't been protecting it, how easy it was to hack that information, which will push the consequences up even more. So now you kind of put in a bit of a sticky situation. Do you want to face the information regulator or do you want to rather just kind of get out of this uh, this breach that you've had and keep it down low so you can report it the correct way and handle it the correct way and you take control of the situation? So it's extremely important to ensure that you implement correct and very up-to-date and modern IT practices within your organization because if you don't, the consequences can be great. So, Yumna, James has touched a little bit on the IT and, and data breaches. Is there anything you want to add here before we move on? Well, Sam, you know, James touched on a lot about data breaches within a company, but that's not the only time a data breach can occur. A lot of people say, oh, no, we have all the systems in place. Nothing can happen. We're so secure. But we don't think about those third parties that we actually hand our data over to. 
do they actually have the processes in place? Do they have the security safeguards in place to ensure that our data is looked after the same level that we're looking after our data? Because remember that if an operator has a data breach, it's still going to cause reputational damage to your company. Um, and I think a lot of people don't look at that aspect, which is something we really need to consider. And that just shows the need to invest your time and effort and not just money in terms of um, software or IT, but time and effort as well to ensure that the stakeholders that we're dealing with also have the same safeguards in place that we've put in. We really need to be keenly aware of who we are sharing our information with and, and what they have in place to protect it. Because as you mentioned, we suffer the, the consequences. And in fact, the last three data breaches I've assisted in reporting to the information regulator was not our clients that breached. It was our clients' operators. So we must make sure we've got those operator agreements in place and we are holding them accountable to the high standards that Poppy requires in terms of data protection and ensuring they have security measures in place. Now, this makes it a long-term project, does it not? Because we are continuously trying to avoid data breaches, continuously updating measures, as James has mentioned, in terms of IT things. So is Poppy really a checklist approach? Can I implement this month and be done next month? No, Sam, and I really hate when people tell me we're busy with this project where we're trying to become Poppy compliant. It's not a project. It's a program. It's something that needs to be managed. Yes, we implement a bunch of policies. Yes, we train our staff, but it's not a once-off approach because everything's changing. Legislation's changing. Technology's changing. But your company is also changing. When you move head offices and you hire 300 new people. Processes within your company needs to change. And that's why we need to have effective data management and not just implementation right at the beginning. Once off, we're done. We really, really, really need to change that approach. And that just shows the need for businesses to invest in data privacy. It is going to cost you money to have a consultant assist you when you have an issue. But investing in a good data privacy program does save you a significant amount at the end when you have to go to a law firm and say, we've suffered a massive data breach. What do we do? Rather have someone there along the way, holding your hand, taking you through every step, ensuring that everything is done to the best possible way it can and address issues as they happen in real time so that we're not sitting at the end panicking when something does occur. I couldn't agree more. I think Poppy from here on out is, is only going to get stricter. Poppy is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And we really need to uh, start focusing on our data protection programs that we have. I think when we see the court cases and more guidance notes come out, we're going to see some vague sections that, you know, weren't were too, too spelled out for us really be defined in detail. And that's when we're going to have to, again, probably change our standards, which will probably be set higher by our courts. So we must just... Uh, Keep in mind that from here, it potentially could only get more difficult as we go on. So it's much easier to start now and maintain going forward. Thank you so much for joining us. I think if we can just do a nice wrap up for the day, um, don't resist the new way of data protection. Get on board now. As Yumna mentioned, it's going to save you money down the line instead of breaches and fines. Get your staff on board. They are probably your biggest weakness in your entity at all times because they are the ones working with the personal information day to day. Ensure they're trained on, on how to handle personal information. Make sure they go through policy training and sign-offs so that we can hold them accountable, which is one of our requirements in terms of Poppy. 
Put a good policy management system in place so you can track versions, keep employees up to date and really continuous, uh, continue with that policy training. Poppy is serious and should be treated as such. So invest in good IT systems. Let's limit the number of data breaches or try to eliminate them completely so that we do not have to be reporting it to the information regulator where you could suffer a fine or potentially reputational damage because we have to let the data subjects know that these breaches have occurred. And I think the biggest message that we can take from today, as you mentioned, Yumna, is don't be in a rush. This is a journey. You're going to be on this poppy um, journey for forever. It's not going anywhere. So as I keep saying, we're going to have to just reach the new poppy normal. So it's better to get on board. It's going to make your life much easier down the line. It's always an absolute pleasure having our information compliance team here in studio. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Stuff Employers Should Know. If you want to give us any feedback or just get in touch or let us know about any topics that you'd like us to discuss, please send us an email on sesk at labornet.com. Or if you want to get in touch with our information compliance team, you can refer to their email addresses in the description below. Till next time, cheers. Stuff Employers Should Know was proudly brought to you by Labornet, management's ultimate HR solution. For more episodes from Stuff Employers Should Know, Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you play your favorite shows. Case law or statutes referenced in the podcast are current at the time of recording.